Hey there, buckle up, because this week we're going to pay Rita Natah a visit. Talking to us from Fez, Morocco, Rita will show us around her country and its musical scene. From Fez to Marrakesh through Casablanca, Rita will talk about the difficulties of pursuing a career in music in her country and the lack of resources allocated to it. Together, we'll take a deep dive into the creative process behind one of her recent singles, Effects of Thought, and its video production. Feel free to kick back and relax, because right now, it's 8.30 somewhere. So, hey, Rita, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for doing it. Thank you. Um, My pleasure. Let me start with the first question. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us who you are? <laughs> okay, so I am Rita Natah Benani from Morocco, uh, from Fez specifically. Um, um, I'm, uh, I'm an independent uh, singer, musician, composer, and songwriter. I learned um, to make music by myself. I'm a self-taught. And um, yeah, I just, um, I chose music for the rest of my life. And um, I um, I just wanted to make something that I love for the rest of my life and, and to be 100% myself. And this is who I am. <laughs> How did you get into music? Um, it, it's, it's not a specific thing because um, we don't have a music industry uh, where I live. So uh, it's just from uh, YouTube when I grew, I grew up um, and started looking for artists and stuff that I don't know about in my country. And uh, one day I found out about Amy Winehouse and I started really? loving music from, yeah, from hearing her stuff and her music. And from, uh, I learned English by translating her words. That's by translating so cool. I mean, her I did songs. it as well. I did it as well as <laughs> ah. a kid, I have to be honest. Like Nirvana lyrics are probably well inscribed <laughs> into my mind just because of that. I completely uh. <laughs> understand. I relate to this. Yes, that's how I learned English and that's how I loved music and that's how I learned to sing and everything. I, I, I started listening to her and trying to, to know how to sing and just self-taught because I, I've always wanted to uh, learn music. But I didn't have a choice in Morocco. We don't have this. So I had to learn everything by myself. I tried. Just for the listeners to know, um, mm-hmm. you picked up Morocco Fez and then 3000. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, we'll get to the zip code and city in the episode. But beforehand, um, is it in the whole of Morocco that you don't have an opportunity to study or pursue music professionally? Yes, there are, there are private schools, maybe. Uh, I, I heard when I was young, I heard about um, a private school in Casablanca, but I was living in Fez and uh, we didn't have uh, the, the, the money for it. So um, mm. I couldn't study music. Yeah. Maybe people study traditional music with some people somewhere, but it's not official. It's not professional. I see. You know, it's just if you like yeah. something, you go search for it and everything, but you don't have a professional thing or a path that you want, that you can follow if you want something, if you want to study something. And it's about art in general, not just music. Yeah. So when you say you're uh, an independent singer, mm-hmm. is that what you mean? That it's like not, there isn't really an, an option to be a non-independent singer in Morocco? Uh, yeah, lately, like the last four or maybe three years when uh, music started to be very, very, very um, international, not music, but like the sp- mm-hmm. streaming platforms and everything, uh, some labels started to show up, not in Morocco specifically, but like uh, in the Middle East and everything. And um, But I chose to, to stay independent. I'm still choosing to stay independent in the mm-hmm. moment because I feel like I, I am completely myself. And I'm afraid yeah, to lose a part of me if I if I go somewhere or if I or if I go to a label. So, um, totally. but yeah, before before I wanted to be to be signed and everything when I was like uh, maybe five years ago when I was nineteen mm. or twenty. But um, it was uh, it wasn't possible to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How do you start off 
studying, like when you're an autodidact, um, how do you go about and know where, where to start off? Uh, that's, it was so hard and it's still sometimes hard, but I just follow my heart and my intuition and my soul. I just, uh, learn by, um, I learned by listening to jazz and to everything. I tried to learn the guitar and I learned it when I was, um, uh, 21, maybe that was my first wow. guitar. My mom gave me the first guitar when I was 21 and, wow. um, Uh, so it, it just by searching on YouTube, that's how I, I, I learned. I just search for the things that I think about and I learn. For example, the jazz chords and everything from, uh, from uh, watching people who, um, who, who play jazz music and Amy Winehouse. So I try to follow them and I keep watching and I just try to put my fingers in the right place. And just this way, there was yeah. no um, real... Uh, lesson or something like professional yeah. yeah I mean it's also kind of difficult because you as a beginner and I mean as a pro as well you always look to get some feedback to know like how to get better you know and have someone on your side to like tell you that's right that's wrong I mean have a debate about it and just doing everything by yourself I didn't have be, one to yeah. give me the feedback yeah <laughs> do you have a, a community of musicians around you there or is it like really by yourself uh it depends because uh for example right now i'm i'm far away from the place where i grew up and the place where i studied mm. so i'm in another place where there, i know no one um mm. it's like a village i'm in a village so uh now wow. i i have no one I where just, is uh, that it's uh it's um in it's called el walidia hmm. uh, i'm in a village so i have uh, no one here like who does music i know no one But where wow. I was in Rabat, I had some friends and everything. Yeah, I was, um, I had friends who played music when I was in the university. And after I, I met some people who make music. And, uh, but like right now I just, uh, I'm just with my producer, like who is also my husband, mm. Sam. And uh, uh, yeah, we cool. just make music together here. Cool. I was going to ask, what made you leave the city? But I guess you answered that. <laughs> no, we decided together because he was living in the city where yeah. I uh, studied. Uh -huh. we, we decided to move together somewhere else for the moment. <laughs> and even though you, I mean, you are, we already touched it. Um, so you grew up in Fez and you picked up the city as, uh, for the title of this episode. Could you go maybe in detail and tell us why you picked it up? Um, because I always feel connected to, to Fest, where I grew up. I, I always feel like everything started there. My emotions, my feelings, my love to music. And uh, I really love the traditional music there. I, 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 had, I have my uncle who make like traditional music. And they, I, really, I really like it. And I'm so inspired by it and by him. Because uh, he grew up in a place where there is no music and no industry, but he keeps on making uh, music even though he had a job and he had children and everything. And uh, he's so in love with music. And um, yeah, I, I, I grew up loving the city, even though I didn't go out much. <laughs> but I love the old Medina. I, I love everything about it. I just love Fez. <laughs> wow, that's... So nice. I mean, any, any place specific you would recommend for people visiting? Uh, the old Medina of Fez, <laughs> the old city specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, like you, you're talking about the whole, the whole, like Morocco or just the city? Just Fez. Could be. I mean, I've never been, so. Uh, uh, people could visit uh, because people just know Mar Marrakesh as a Moroccan city. Right. It's the most famous, but there are a lot of beautiful places like uh, Shefshawen, yeah. it's in the north. Uh, this place where I am now, El Walidia, um, there is um, regions uh, near to Agadir too. They are so beautiful. Like a lot of places to visit here. I still didn't cool. visit everything <laughs> in my <laughs> country. Sure. Um, talking about your uncle making music and you growing up listening partly to him as well. What kind of music you were you grew up listening to? I grew up listening to um, a specifically a traditional sound called Aisawa. Uh, And um, this is the very inspiring type of music to me. It's um, they, uh, my grandma, I grew up with my grandparents, so they, they were playing it every day. <laughs> 
on the radio and everything. And uh, it's also the type of music played in uh, weddings and everything. So I was always... Can you uh, try to describe it? What kind of... It's, uh, yeah. it's a lot of percussion. Percussion. Mm. And, um, and uh, melodic singing. And that's... Cool. Yeah. I love percussion so much. It's so famous here. And uh, it's in every tradition. Yeah. There's, uh, I think, Ganawa. Ganawa ah, is yes. also... Ganawa is also yeah. famous. So famous. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and really cool. Yes. And all percussion. <laughs> exactly, yeah, but Esawa is uh, is different, but yeah, Gnawa is very famous. It's uh, famous in uh, Marrakesh, Esavira, and everything. And Esawa is uh, in Meknes first, <laughs> but people play yeah, everywhere. Cool. Like they play Gnawa in Fes too. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you know about hey. it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, I didn't know that it's very uh, famous, like a traditional type of music here. It, 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 it's cool. Yeah. So know that people know about it. Um, we saw that online that you are also inspired by Nigerian music. Uh, yes, I love it. Where does that come from? Uh, just by hearing uh, some of the songs one day and I fell in love with it. <laughs> it's just like Any that. It specific was specific song? Um, let me... I don't remember, to be honest. <laughs> I don't remember if it was one song or many. I just... Uh, I, I heard one uh, one day and I was like, okay, the melodies they sing are very, very original and beautiful. And I tried to sing them. And, that, and I started looking for other types of Nigerian music and everything. So I, I found out about a lot of things. I love, I love Nigerian music, yes. <laughs> Do you see it as part, like a big part of your music, your inspiration? Um, I don't think so. It was just um, a part of the... A part of my journey, it's not very, it's not like uh, the main thing or the, the one thing that inspired me, but it's a part of my journey. Cool. How yeah. would you describe your, your music for people who weren't able or just like hearing of you for the first time? Um, I describe it as a, um, oh, <laughs> my soul singing. <laughs> I describe it as like, <laughs> Uh, it's a mix of like the thing that I was inspired of, uh, which is Eisawa. I told you like the the type of music my mm -hmm. my traditional, the thing that I grew up listening to, and uh, yeah. also uh, it has like um, English lyrics because I I grew up listening to Amy Winehouse a lot and to English music rather than Arabic music. <laughs> Um, so I, it's in English, but like it has a Moroccan beats and the Moroccan, uh, uh, percussion and everything and Moroccan melodies on the guitar always. So that was like the decision of starting to sing in English instead of Arabic. Uh, it was never a decision. It just ca came like that because maybe I, I'm not I mistaken. Up, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I said it's just because I grew up listening to more English music than Arabic, so I was inspired more by the English words. But yeah. that's all. It was never a decision. It just came like that. Maybe one day if my, my heart and my, if my heart tells me to sing in Arabic, I will. But like yeah. for now, I sing in English. It just came. Because if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I'm, I think it was this morning that I saw one of your YouTube videos uh, um, and... An, a cover you did for an Arabic for a Moroccan song had like no, a million no it's not a Moroccan song 200 oh it's not a Moroccan no, song no oh, no so. <laughs> it's a it's a song from uh, Syria from Syria yeah. cool by a Syrian right. mu uh, music uh, musician yeah rapper singer it's it's in Arabic so, but it's different from the Moroccan Arabic it was hard yeah, for yeah, me like to sing dialect, it too right? yeah exactly different dialect could you go into the like the differences? What 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 was hard about singing it? Uh, um, because they don't. It's not the same dialect, so it was hard to understand some words. Because we have some common words in Arabic, but like not everything. Everyone has the yeah. every every country has uh, its specific uh, dialect. So I mm. couldn't understand some words sometimes, and I had to ask the singer about them and uh, and uh, search on Google and everything. 
And did you really have like a conversation around the, with the artist, like the Syrian artist? Uh, yeah, before when I, uh, when I loved this song, I told him. And then uh, when I tried to sing it, I was asking about some words <laughs> and about so the meaning, cool. about the meaning. What's before. his name? His name is Bukalthum. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, am I correct in saying that you have a certain love for language? You speak a lot of different languages, right? Yeah, I love languages. Yes. Yeah. I would love What to are, learn all the languages. How many languages do you speak? I, I speak uh, Arabic, French, uh, English, and uh, a little bit of German. I started learning it a learning it, uh, long time ago. I don't remember much, but I, I'm going <laughs> to learn it. I'm going to do it. I love German, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Where does the love to, for languages come from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because uh, generally in Morocco they speak the Arabic and French two languages and the English yeah. uh, now young people some of them like most of the people speak English too maybe half of the country <laughs> but yeah they um, Moroccans are so uh, good with languages even when they learn a new one they can speak it fluently that's interesting I mean your your English is like outstanding uh, thank you you said I... you, you never took lessons you never learned in school no uh maybe Just one year songs. when i was young yeah one year wow. maybe yeah and then it was songs 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 and movies amazing you have uh, a, a master's degree in french yes <laughs> yes cool. tell us about that how did you get to that Perfect expert for languages. Yeah. <laughs> we, got a, like, we got in store like a language lesson. Um, um, the master degree, yeah, I had it three years ago, four years ago. I don't even remember. Um, it was um, because I wanted to, I had the love for languages and for music. And because we had no uh, music schools, the other option was to learn about uh, a type of, like about, to learn about a language more. And um, I wanted to do English, but in the university I was in, in, um, in Rabat, it was the, the most, um, not beautiful, but like the most uh, cool university. And uh, it didn't have English since the beginning. I had to study two years in another university that I didn't like and come study the third year in that university. So, um, because I wanted that specific one, I chose uh, French, just like that. And I had my <laughs> master's degree. But after that, I didn't feel like uh, working with my master's degree. I felt like my love for music is more than my love for... is more strong than my love for French. <laughs> And yeah. uh, I chose to um, pursue music no matter what. Even though I had no idea about how I'm going to do <laughs> Really, I was lost. Well, you, t you taught yourself. Yeah, I was very <laughs> lost. I had no idea how to do it. And I just, I just knew that. So I how did you find yourself? How did you go from being lost yeah, to, to putting out all this mu amazing music? Ah, thank you. So um, I don't know if I need to, like, um, to talk about that thing specifically. But when I was in the university in my last year, uh, a group from... Um, Switzerland found out about my music and uh, about my just videos. I didn't have original music back then. And they wanted me to be the lead singer. And uh, wow. they came to Morocco to record my voice uh, twice. So I was uh, with, like, singing with a band. They yeah. recorded my voice. They wanted my voice in, a, in their new album. And they recorded like 11 songs in Morocco with me. And then I had to go to Switzerland to be their lead singer. But when I went nice. there, yeah, but when I went there, I was, um, I didn't like the ambience in general. <laughs> so I came back after one month and, uh, <clears throat> and then one of my songs, like the, the first song that I wrote had like uh, one, it has now 100 million uh, views. So wow. when I started seeing that people like my words, I, I was not confident about the songwriting because I, I'm like, okay, I learned English by myself. I'm not good. I need a, a songwriter. I need a producer. I need a team. I can do it myself. And I was doubting myself a lot. And uh, when I saw that people liked my words and that it was my first uh, experience, I, I was okay. Rita, you have to do it by yourself. But it was like, it didn't take just one minute, just like I'm seeing it right now. 
It took like yeah. two years or three years. So uh, that's how I found, I found myself. I was like, okay, people love what I do and love me for me. I don't need anyone to write my song and everything. I just have to be myself. And uh, if people like it, they're going to like it. You mentioned, you mentioned like two or three years as if it's a long period of time. And I mean, it does sound like a long period of time. But do you think it was only like a psychological barrier that you had to cross or like... Um, um, it's always both psychological and also like uh, with myself learning everything. I had to practice more and uh, to so it's both. It's um, it's like the real life experience. I didn't have um, I didn't sing or write before to some for someone or for myself. So I had to know that I can do it. So I had to practice. I had to watch things on YouTube. I had. And at the same time, I was I was learning to trust myself and to say that, okay, if you think that, if like, if you decided to make music, it's because you know that you can do it yeah. one day. So just be yourself, just be yourself. And it was a long battle on both sides, <laughs> on the physical, the the psychological thing, a lot. Yeah. It was it was a long battle. I still, I still, I'm still, uh, I still have these kind there of battles right now, but like not before, like, not like before. That was exactly what I was about to ask. Do you think it's over like the, the psychological battles of, you know, like trusting yourself, being sure that whatever you're releasing is good enough? Because I, I feel as if it's always an issue. Yeah, um, it's um, because sometimes I'm like, okay, I, we don't have an industry I didn't learn how to make music. It's I was never thought to to make music professionally, how to make it professionally. And I don't have a team. I don't have uh, people around to ask and to write with me. I was like seeing every time the singers having songwriters and uh, producers around. They are in the studio. There is uh, there are like uh, a lot of people and the team to make music. So I was always saying to myself, you can do it yourself. If these people need yeah. a lot of people, you need them too. But with time, uh, when I found like that I have no solution, like I don't have these people, I don't have this team. Um, I was with Sam too. He, uh, he, he's also a self-taught producer. So I just said, okay, Rita, you're going to be your your own composer, your own songwriter, your own publish, uh, your own manager, your own publishment, uh, I don't know, label, everything. You have to be this if you want to make it because you can't wait. Because I was waiting yeah. for a moment. I was waiting for people to come and uh, rescue me from this Morocco and help me and save me. That was having this battle inside my mind all the time. I'm like, okay, I can't do it by myself. I'm going to wait for a label, for something. And one day I was like, no. No, 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 no. Time runs and time go, goes fast. And uh, I have to, to do it. Just do it. Yeah. And that's how I started writing myself by myself and everything. And how does the and music does scene the in music Morocco scene look in like? Morocco. Um, <laughs> if you can... It doesn't look like anything. <laughs> <laughs> Even... <laughs> it's... Um, like... Yeah, tell me, sorry. Sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, you tell me the question, like the whole question. Is it just like, yeah, I mean, that's that's most of the question I was trying to like, maybe, because you always, you, you always go back to the fact that it's very hard in Morocco, like you have no professional schools and... Yeah, no. is, it, is it possible to perform? Like, do you perform there? Not much, no. No, mm -hmm. there, are, there, there are a few concerts, especially uh, for traditional music. Like in Fez, yeah. in Marrakesh, in Isawera, for Gnawa, yeah. for example, and everything. And there are a few festivals of, uh, like, a little festival that just came up, like, four years ago of, uh, like, house music and everything, techno, and you know, that kind of vibes. And then we have Mawazin, the biggest uh, um, festival. It's just one. Yeah. Like, they call uh, international singers, like, I don't know, I'm just saying Travis Scott, uh, French Montana, I don't know, yeah. Dua Lipa, maybe, you know? So, um, yeah. and there, in this same festival, there, there are uh, little other scenes when they call um, uh, African, uh, African, from the, like, Africa uh, part, they call the singers, and other scenes for the Arabic stuff. You know, just people mm -hmm. singing Arabic, Moroccan singers, 
but little things, but just one festival per year. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and we don't have like, um, as you see in Europe or in uh, in America, or I don't know, in England, like uh, festival everywhere, concerts, scenes, and no, we don't have this. We have pubs. You, mean... you can perform in pubs and hotels, and that's all. And does it mean that the whole infrastructure is not there as well? I mean, studios, um, yeah, producers. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just like as I said um, in the beginning, like these three years, the last three years when streaming platforms started getting real everywhere. People started creating their own home studios and their own uh, like teams, you know, just people with themselves, groups yeah. of people, of young people who want to do something, specifically rappers, because, you know, the rap culture in Morocco is so famous. I think it's everywhere in the, yeah. in the world. Rap is more famous than all the other styles. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just feel like it's the case. Yeah, yeah. I think and, you're right, um, like rap and hip-hop. Yeah, it's not like you can see jazz singers everywhere. Like, yeah. And you know what I mean? Why do you think it's happening now? Like, why not earlier? Because, as I said, because of the streaming platforms. Because they helped people mm. to... To, uh, to open share, up to new types exactly, of music. And to gain a little bit uh, of revenues, to... Yeah. To make clips and everything, but it's still very hard for people here for for Moroccan yeah. singers and Moroccan. Uh, you also put up videos, right? I mean, and it sounds kind of intense, like in that kind of situation. I mean, I think we saw that you put up uh, a video for uh, Thought in Effects, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty. I mean, it's beautiful, and I love the choreography of just having you like narrating the whole. Uh, the whole song, you know, standing in front of ca- in front of the camera, either like face forward or like from the side, and I mean, how difficult it is to like find professionals to work with. Um, it's um, um, so this one is um, just came like that. I didn't, I wasn't expecting to make a video, and uh, it was just a lyric video. So, um, um, because all the time I just focus on the musical side. Yeah. And the composer composition, sorry, and on the songwriting and everything. So when I when I made this one, like everyone around is telling me, Rita, we need to see your face. Rita, you need music <laughs> videos. It's most famous than just audios. Rita, don't and I'm so shy in front of the camera. I can't like be photographed or like oof, it's very hard for me. <laughs> I feel shy. And uh, um <laughs> So we we I was I wanted to make uh, the um, the image first the cover art for Effect of Thoughts and um, we went um, there is a photographer who is who loves my music and he wanted to work with me for free and everything and it was very nice of him his name is uh, Anonym Shot on Instagram and uh, he's very kind and everything so we went to Casablanca to meet him and we wanted to make the cover art then he was like. He he told me him too. He told me Rita, you need the people need to see you to see you acting to see you like uh, moving, and that was like you know me. No, I'm not gonna do this. You know, and he <laughs> said let's just try with the phone, just try to 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 try to sing your song this one, and he was just trying to film me and everything because after doing the the photo, we just wanted to do this for fun. It was not really something that we wanted to make. So he yeah. just wanted to film me uh, singing my song like this, and it came out <laughs> this way. It was beautiful. He worked on the video really? himself and everything. Yeah, it it was just not. So it yeah. was just like one take on uh, spot. It like... was it was two takes with the phone, just wow. this. And we didn't want it to make the <laughs> lyric video. It was just gonna be an another audio from Rita again. <laughs> and uh, he worked on it by himself. Uh, the first video he made, and it was it was this. Wow, you guys are talented. Now, everyone, I would not have guessed. Yeah, he is talented. Like uh, He is also self-taught and everything. Everyone who makes art wow. here in Morocco is self-taught in general. Generally. Wow. Yeah. So self-taught and good at languages. <laughs> <laughs> All Moroccans. Yes. <laughs> Do you feel like the lack of, I don't know um, how to, how to like define it, but I would say... Um, established institutions for music and art does it make artists stick together or does it tear them apart like 
trying to fight for the small shares of listeners and mm. audience that there is? Um, it depends. Well, rappers, sometimes I'll stick together. Rappers, um, but you know, there, there is beef sometimes between rappers. <laughs> but like, um, they are more, they are, they're just doing their thing together, like rappers. Yeah. And, uh, but we don't see much of the other styles in general, a part of like Arabic, which is famous in Morocco because people listen to Arabic more. It's normal because this is our first language. Yeah. Um, there are Arabic, um, uh, singers, a lot of them, like, um, but they all, they work more in the middle East, like in, um, Egypt and in uh, Lebanon and everything. More than in Morocco, because as I said, there are no concerts and everything. So they go yeah. there. But uh, we, no, we are not lost. We are not together much. Yeah. Everyone trying to build his own thing. Could you see yourself also going on tour, uh, performing in other countries? Yes, like we have a band, we repeat and everything together. We work together, even though we have uh, uh, nowhere to play. But yeah, we are yeah. like uh, we <laughs> we do we we do this together, and I have a beautiful band that I work with, really really talented, all self taught, <laughs> and both <laughs> with languages. <laughs> but yeah, they um they are very good, and I I hope I'm sure I'm gonna go on tour somewhere one day. Cool, that's so nice though. I mean, it just makes you build stuff from the yeah. lack of from like, scratch. Having... Yeah, yeah, really cool. Where do you see yourself in like uh, in five years? Uh, in five years, okay. I see myself um, uh, releasing more album, like more songs, and my first mm-hmm. album. I hope, yeah, I'm gonna release my first album, EPs, and everything, and um, touring somewhere in Europe, in England, in mm-hmm. America, yeah. and coming back to Morocco. To enjoy the sun and the food, <laughs> and yeah, working sure. on more music and just, just the, just like that, making music, going on tours and coming back and working Very on more cool. music. I hope I won't be shy anymore in front of the camera and work on my first music <laughs> video, because I need a music video as soon as possible. People need it too, and I need it. Um, it's just that I need to find the right team and everyone to work. And uh, love this and to be confident, 100% confident to work on this project. And uh, um, they need to want like, to build something from scratch too. Because if we're going right. to do this, we're going to do it again with no help. Just yeah. going to work, music video. I'm going to, like for example, call someone I know who, who is good with uh, makeup. I don't know, with hair. Someone who is good with camera and everything. And just trying... Like just my friend, just the people I know, people they know, and we're gonna try to build something. But we have no, we're gonna have no help, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Is there a way for you guys to like finance it? I don't know, um, a GoGo Fund Me project. Ah, yeah, or... people uh, all the time ask me to do this, but I'm shy. <laughs> I, I I never did it before. All that time, like since I started making the first music. Time, yeah. Maybe, maybe yes, there is always the first time, but. Um, I think I uh, um I can do it without it in the cool. future if, near future. I think, I hope. <laughs> but it's all good, you know. Um, um, learning to do everything by ourselves is very very important because then you are confident, and uh, you know how to do things. Even if someone wants to help you from the outside, like someone who is um who knows the the job and everything. You're gonna know how to like how to say no when you don't like something, how to uh, uh, make your own ideas too with him. You know, now I know that I can sing, write, produce with Sam, of course, the everything. I know how to make the song. I can make an album and I can make an like AP and then album just by myself and with Sam, of course, because he is a big, big part of what I'm doing. He is everything. He he like uh, he makes the song. He he works. Uh, I don't know. He works more than twelve hours a day to learn how to produce. Wow. To learn how to produce by himself, no help. He started making uh, music when he was sixteen years old, and uh, every 
all the time by himself. He started with like rock, music, metal. He's a big metal fan <laughs> and uh, rock. Yeah. And now he, um, just from YouTube and everything, he learned to produce by himself. He records uh, the guitar by himself, the bass, everything. He plays all the instruments. So uh, he's the one I work with on the composition. So now because um, we learned everything from to, le to do it... Sorry, I lose my English sometimes, <laughs> even though we are good with languages. Um, uh, even though, like, um, we didn't have anything, the fact that we learned to do this by ourselves make us very, very confident. Because now I know you... that I won't need people for the specific things. Maybe their help and everything, but, like, not the main thing. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely gives you a lot of confidence in yourself and the whole the experience you sort of gain um perspective i don't know even nurture your own character in a way um just finding your own character and like what your own you vision to too uh, as well yeah. yeah what are you working on now i'm working on uh uh on an ep <laughs> yes can you share um, some more details or is it uh yes um it's gonna it's gonna have maybe five songs And uh, I'm, I'm going to try to release one song before because it's going to take time for the mix and to mix the whole, the whole EP. So I'm going to try to release one song before the EP. Yeah. And uh, yes, that's all I'm doing. And I'm trying to think about possibilities of the mu for the music video. Yeah. For the next song. Is it similar stylistically to what you've been doing or different? Uh, musically or like visually? Uh, musically. Musically, yeah, it's um, it's like it's always percussion, guitar, and uh, mm. words, words, meaning, yeah. music with meaning, like a lot of uh, of uh, lyrics and everything. How does the work on an EP like? Where does it start from for you? Um, do you have like a concept in mind that mm. you just write songs about, or is it just like getting together something out? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work on that now because uh, all the time I had like um, a lot of songs that I work, that I like, I make, but I don't release. I just released like now uh, five songs and uh, two other mini songs with, uh, with an artist named uh, Sammy. He's a, he's a Moroccan artist who lives in Canada. We, we released two mini songs. <laughs> That's another project that we want to do. And uh, I released five songs of mine, but I wrote a lot of songs and we produced a lot of songs. But I'm so uh, perfectionist. I need to be 100% of the thing before releasing it. So I, I end up uh, releasing one from 10 songs. Wow. So now wow. I'm trying to listen to the things that I made and um, also to record properly the things that I have that I love, that I was not confident about. But now I'm working more on the production, on the style, on, yeah. the, on the lyrics too. And uh, <clears throat> sorry, the idea of having an EP is just, I was like, okay, enough releasing song after one. I just have, I want a, a whole project. It's, yeah. uh, it makes more sense and uh, it's more meaningful, I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and lyrics does play like a big role for you, doesn't it? Yeah, I like to, to speak my mind and to speak the truth and not to be afraid of anything. <laughs> yeah, effects, affecting... Effects of thoughts. Of thought. Yeah, effects of thought. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a harsh criticism, at least to me, like on the yes. second, I think. Listen, uh, maybe you could... Exactly, yeah. Share what, what, what were you criticizing there? <laughs> I <Or> um... who? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, big question. <clears throat> so effects of thoughts is just my, um, my thoughts. When, since I was young, of everything that happened around and in the world in general, The fact that I um, I'm all the time uh, now, like most of the time, um, I don't like what's what's happening. I think that there is a lot of um, uh, there is not enough love between people and between um, uh, between the people who run the world, who runs the the countries and everything, and between their people, like the relationship between them is not based on love. And the world in general, I think, is, is based on like the love of money, the love of fame, the love of power. 
And I think uh, <clears throat> this is going to be like our end, the end of our humanity is the, <laughs> the love of power instead of the love of love. Yeah. And uh, all that stuff was uh, weighing me down. And uh, I, um, effects of thoughts came after just one night. One night I was very, very uh, angry about this. I, I, I remember something happened somewhere. I don't remember in which country. And I was just, I, was, I read uh, a lot of news. I was very angry and very sad. And I wrote that it came one night. Sometimes I spend wow. years <laughs> writing one song. <laughs> but this one just came up after one night. I was very angry and I wrote this. Some was making a, a beat that same day. And I sang on it and it came like that. Yeah. I mean, even the video, I think, like fits well the, the whole protest. Really? You think so? Vibe that, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You're just there by yourself. Speaking kind of harshly yeah. to the camera mm -hmm. um, with the words like down there as well. I don't know. It gave me like this. I'm standing up for something. Thank um, you. I, I appreciate but... this. Yeah, it was. I, I tried to to show this. I was very angry. And also on the video, I was very shy too. <laughs> I don't know if it <laughs> <Wait>. shows. <laughs> I don't think so. I didn't notice. Me too. It was. It was anger, kind of sadness perfect. and uh, a little bit of... <laughs> shyness <laughs> true a great mix of uh, emotions there <laughs> thank you so yes uh, this is the effects of thoughts uh, it, and um the, in the in the beginning of the song i say effects of thoughts over me making my body so weak because it's true when uh, psychologically you know mentally you're not good you feel very yeah. weak like you feel your body like uh you feel the weakness and i was very i was feeling this way these times i was not tr i couldn't like uh, do something else i was just in bed all the time reading the news i was not moving i was not eating well and it was it was literally this effects of thoughts over me making my body so weak i'm tired of all that i see <laughs> do you think of yourself as a sensitive or a hypersensitive person yes yeah yes i am I am. I feel I mean, everything like so deeply. Yeah, I and uh, it's it's both it's good and bad at the same time. Yeah, it's very bad too uh, because <laughs> you you know you can't do much about a lot of things, but you thinking about them at the same time. You thinking a lot yeah. about them. You want to do more. You want to to make things happen and to change things, but you feel like you're a little human in this world and this in this universe, and. When you don't feel that you have that much power to change the things, you feel weak. But at the same time, we have music. And that's when music comes. That's when music yeah. helps. And music like uh, makes you feel powerful. Because of music, I am powerful. And I, I, um, I had to... Music helped me through a lot of things since I was young. My childhood was not sometimes easy, like everyone else, I think. And uh, music was there. For, I was just finding myself in music. So music yeah. makes you powerful. And in, when I wrote this song, just after this song, I felt all my power again. I felt myself again and I felt strong again. Is music a place of refuge for you? A lot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> of course. Because specific I'm, song? Sorry for being like specific. No. Any specific songs you go back to? Like every once in a while? No. There are a lot of songs that I, I listen. Ah, there is that song. That I go back to yes, yes. <laughs> when I'm uh, when I'm very weak, sometimes uh, it's uh, this bitter earth by uh, Diana Washington. Hmm. Do you know it? Yeah, I, I don't think this I... bitter earth. <laughs> like the words are very strong. Do you want me to read the words for you? Of it. Um... <laughs> The only better thing would be if you if you sang it for us. Ah no, <laughs> I'm not that good as uh, Diana Washington, you know. But like the first, um, like it's uh, you have to listen to it if you don't know it. It's um, it's like the words are very, very, very powerful. Like she says, um, "This bitter earth, what's a fruit it bears, and what good is love mm. that no one shares." I love these specific words. What good mm. is love that no one shares? So this is the answer of your question. This is the song I go back to every time when I feel sad about what happens in the world. Because I just think that there is not enough love. There is love for sure everywhere. 
But but it's not being shared. Exactly, and it's not the uh, it's it should be like the um, what is called I know uh, la base en français. It's um it should be the um, the roots Basis, of everything. The, yeah, the base of everything. The root of everything should be love. Yeah, I mean you should always take news like the the business of news with a pinch of salt as well. They're making money off just letting you know how shitty everything is. So it's always bad. Yes. It's always bad. And it always can get worse. So <laughs> that's yeah. But to be to stay sane and to stay uh in love and powerful, we have also to remember the, the good side of the of yeah, life and everything. Sure. But it's uh, yeah, and I it's think hard. that's exactly what you're doing. I mean sublimating that into your music, finding a way out of this I don't know, deadlock. Um, it helps a lot, creating, yeah. Creating I'm thankful. Stuff. I'm thankful for music. <laughs> really. Yeah. Just the fact um, that I sacrificed all my life, like the fact that I did it even though we had nothing, the fact that I went for it, the fact that I um, I felt like the music is the only thing that I can do when like uh, in my whole life. And I was not afraid of the failure, not afraid of uh, the future. I just yeah. feel that I, yeah, music is the thing for me. What do you mean by sacrificing all, all your life? I, I, not like all my life, but I mean, you know, in Morocco and in general, people want the, um, like you study to have a job and to work and to have money in the, like um, every month and everything to build a house, to all these things. And people start telling you this all the time. So when I decided to make music and uh, people know that there are not, there is nothing in Morocco that uh, could help me here to make a living yeah uh people started to to tell me things and to make me afraid i know that they were afraid like even my my mom and everyone they were like okay you studied five years to stop everything how could you do that how could you do this you're gonna be sick you're gonna need to eat you're gonna you're gonna have things to buy things to and all these fears and uh people thought that i was crazy that i'm doing uh, sorry for the word <laughs> Don't worry. The they like they started putting their fear into a lot of people. Like uh, yeah. sometimes uh, people who were very very close to me, and um, sometimes I was afraid by their talks and everything. I knew it was not gonna be easy, but I never I never stopped and I never gave up. Even though I had to make music some days with with having nothing like zero, and. Um, I knew that I could work with my master degree and the and be very very uh, good like at living and have a um I had a yeah. job I had a job like when I just have my I had my master degree I applied for a job just like everyone does and um they accepted me in a school I was going to be a teach a French teacher <laughs> for college students and um they accepted me and i go back i went back home i was with sam at the time i went back home and i started crying and uh, I, i started crying i remember this day very very well i started crying a lot and he told me why are you crying they didn't accept you or something tell me what happened i said no they did and i have to start i have to sign my contract <laughs> monday this was uh, like four years ago this thing happened oh. Wow. I I said I had wow. I have to sign my contract Monday and start working. I'm gonna work with, uh, like children with student, not children, but I'm I'm gonna be responsible and everything, and I don't have to let them down if I accept the job. And at the same time, I knew that I want to make yeah. music, and if I if I go professional in the teacher thing, I I don't have to play games. Like it's their future, and yeah. you know I'm gonna be a teacher. So I started crying, and he said, you know what? Don't accept the job. And I said, okay, but I saw it and everything. I was thinking a lot. And Monday I called them. I knew. I thought, I thought about it the whole weekend. And I just knew that if I started crying and I got accepted, it's not the right thing for me to do. I was not going to be happy. Definitely sounds like it. I was not going to be happy. So I called them Monday and I refused. <laughs> I just well, refused. It, it and takes a lot of courage. I refused. And it was a very, um, a very good amount of money that I had to. <laughs> Yeah, like for sure. and I, i i said no in front of music with zero dirhams like my wow. uh, with zero dollars with everything i said no to um 
to that job and I called mom and she was very angry for a long time she <laughs> she thought that I was crazy she still thinks that I was uh, that I'm crazy sometimes my grandma too she calls me and she says okay in Arabic uh, she says like uh, God will, will not guide you to make the right decision work with your master <laughs> and work with your master degree like all people your age And I'm like, uh, I'm like, grandma, I swear I'm not crazy. I'm just in love with music. I want to live making something that I love. So they try to accept now. They pray for me and everything. But it's it was hard. It was very hard. <clears throat> but when I, I refused oh, did... the job, I was very happy. I smiled and I started <laughs> making music. Are they still critical of you? Like, even um, though you've come a long way? Uh, but yeah, because, you know, in my... Um, In Morocco, if you don't sing in Arabic, you're not very famous in your country. So they mm. don't know what I, I tell them that I have a lot of people who encourage, encourage me and who follow me from all around the world and who's, uh, they are really in love with my music and everything. They trust that, but they, they still think that I'm crazy because they, they think that if I don't have like a real job, a real career in more like a job and money every month and everything, they think that uh, that's life. And yeah. I know that this generation generation is starting to stay away from that. Uh, like these things, they're having like a job and the responsibility and they're not liking the job and everything. So people are now be getting back to their soul, to their real joy. They're starting to follow the things that they like. And I think this is very, very powerful. I hope it's going to be like that for the rest of, of life. Like a lot of people stop their job to make the things that they love. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So they don't understand. They still, they still t tell me to, to, to work and everything. Yeah. A real job. For them, this is not a real job. <laughs> But they accept me. That's, that's, Sometimes that's hard. all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so, so much for doing it. No, my pleasure. I really today. appreciate everything you do. And uh, the fact that you contacted me. I'm here in Morocco and everything um i'm very grateful for that, for that, for that, for that. that's all for this one as always this episode of 830 somewhere was brought to you by bassbase your favorite international platform for music related content thank you for listening if you got this far we would highly appreciate any kind of support which is much needed especially for an independent platform like ours So don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave a review, and follow us on social media where you can share your thoughts about all of our episodes. Big shout out to everyone behind this episode. Executive production by Max Gorin, Ben Sharoni, Yosha David, and Sophia Reiners. Engineering and post-production by Max Gorin. Hosting and editorial work by Ben Sharoni and Max Gorin. Booking by Sophia Reiners. Music and sound effects by Max Gorin and Hannes Schurig. Artwork by Yosha David. Coordination by David Guranaste. Hope you've enjoyed your flight. See you soon, somewhere at 8.30. 830.